What is up, guys? We're Nexus Point. This is our second week of our podcast. This week's topic is not relying on others to make us happy. We're going to reintroduce ourselves for this week, and our random question for this week is, what's your favorite animal? Hi, guys. My name is Alex. My favorite animal is mm, either a giraffe, if we're talking about like any kind of animal, but I really do like um, Siberian huskies because, you know, I have two of them. Hi, my name is Hallie Mack. My favorite animal is a beluga whale. Hi, my name is Allie, and my favorite animal is a snake. Hi, my name is Emma Grace, and my favorite animal is an elephant. Hi, my name is Addie, and my favorite animal is a zebra. Hi, my name is Maddie, and my favorite animal is a giraffe. All right, awesome. So to kick off this week's podcast, I'm going to ask all of the girls, um, because I know how hard it is to rely on other people for happiness, especially going through middle school and high school. So do you guys see yourselves doing that and is it like every day or is it just random times and when? I would definitely say that sometimes I struggle with that because sometimes you don't feel like you're enough to make yourself happy or you forget that God is there to help you through your struggles. So I think sometimes I do find myself texting a friend just be like, hey, you want to hang out? But like, that's great. Hanging out is nice, but that isn't going to really fix your problem. I find myself sometimes thinking, wow, am I enough? Or I need to think about this. Am I enough to make myself happy? I'll rely on others to do that. But I just need to take a step back and think, hey, I am enough. Yeah, I have a verse that goes along with that because both of those things are really good. It's um, Psalm 146.3. It's from the NIV version. It says, do not put your trust in princes, in human beings who cannot save, Um, which is a really good point that I think Emma brought up, um, that you really should just be putting your happiness in God. But sometimes it's really hard to remember that he's just there all the time, and it's kind of like um, you don't, since you can't see him physically, you don't like really see that he's there with you. Um, so do you guys have ways that you remember he's there? I feel like last week we kind of talked about worship improv, just to kind of let out your struggles and kind of pick yourself up after you're down. I still do that quite often. <laughs> okay, so I have a... Uh, verse. It's Romans 15, 13, the ESV version. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. So whenever I read that, I think to myself, it's basically saying that we always have to remember that there's a bigger picture. Um, I don't know if that like makes sense, but like when I think, I have to think that I have to find joy and peace in knowing that he's always there and that's the only way I'm ever going to find fulfillment of any kind is through him Um, and it's hard to remember but if you just take a step back and look at the big picture I feel like okay the big picture is that Jesus died for our sins and it could be much much worse I'm I'm reading the Bible uh, Old Testament right now (laughs) and so I'm seeing (laughs) how how um how it could be if Jesus wasn't there for us. So I think, okay, I have a lot of hope and happiness just knowing that, so, amen. Like what Miss Hallie was saying about, it's sometimes hard to remember that he's there, but he always is. He's constantly there. Whenever you're crying, he's there right beside you, holding you. And you need, to, and it's hard to understand that. It's really impossible to comprehend that. 
Um, it's just not in our headspace to understand that. But he's there with you constantly. He's a friend that's there to talk all the time. And it's not good to keep those things bottled up. So he can act as your therapist that's just there all day, every day. Do um, every single person has a different relationship with God um, or with Jesus? Some people have him there as a father. Some people have him there as a friend. Some people have him there even as a mom sometimes. Do you guys have um, a specific, he can be all of those too, but do you have a specific thing that he usually is for you? Because for me, he is a friend, always. Me too, that's how I feel about it. I feel like for me, he's more of a father to me. For me, he's more of a friend. For me, he's more of a friend because my father's really good at listening to me and understanding when I have problems. Yeah, for me, he's more of a friend too. What happens um, when you guys put your happiness in other people? Do you have, is it good reaction, a bad reaction? What emotions are you feeling? Just what happens when that happens? I would definitely say in the beginning it feels nice that you have someone there with you that you can talk to, um, but in the end, sometimes it leads to a lot of stress because for me personally, sometimes, like especially in the past, I've gotten a little bit better about this, but in the past I feel like I was bothering someone if I wanted to talk to them about something. Um, so it could lead to a lot of stress and anxiety buildup, but we just have to remember that Usually, if there's someone you can confide in, they want you to talk to them about it, but sometimes that's not always the case. Sometimes whenever I'm talking to my friend, because I usually try to be like the happy friend in the group, so that way like I don't seem like I have a lot of problems, and I can be like the confidant that someone is in me. So it feels nice like whenever my friend's like, hey, are you okay? Or like, hey, do you need like an advice or anything? So it feels nice when my friends are like that. Um, so one thing that I was thinking of was the, the thing, too, whenever we put our, because everybody does it, we put our happiness in things or other people or whatever it is that's going on with our circumstance, but um, I think it's so much easier said than done, but, you know, we'll never end up finding fulfillment or happiness um, in those things because every single person on the planet is a sinful broken human being and they have to have Jesus so therefore if they're up on this pedestal like this person is going to make me happy because of X Y or Z um, they're going to end up failing because they literally can't like they're just a human the same way that all of us are um, and did you want to say something yeah um, I am older than you guys so I have a different perspective on it and y'all can say what your perspective is on it in a second um, but for me, I would put my happiness in other people or other things all the time. Well, even if that thing was just a passion that I had like dance, not necessarily like a bad thing that was going on. Um, but there is this moment that happened, actually it was pretty recently, it was a, um, a little bit over a year ago, that I just spent like all of my time with Jesus and like all I did was read the Bible and focus on things that he was saying to me. Um, and just really like instead of spending time with my friends 24 7 I would spend more of that time with Jesus and it kind of just made me happier as a whole just keeping that moment with him rather than running to other things to keep me busy um, it's kind of like what we said last week about how like um, busy people are broken people because they're trying to fill that void in their life 
God cares more about your holiness than he does your happiness. So if you're holy and you're spending all your time with him and you're just really keeping him in the center of your life, not just first, then you're going to be happy already. Um, how do you guys feel with, with all of that, with how um, you redirect yourself rather than being focused on everyone else? In the past, I put a lot of my trust in the wrong people, and that led me to a lot of really difficult things. I thought I was ugly. I thought I was a terrible person. Um, I honestly had no self-esteem at all, and it was just really hard at that point in time. And um, whenever you redirect your focus to God, it really it means something. It you feel like a new person. I started going to a different church a few years ago, and that alone really, really, really changed my headspace because I found people who were also godly people, and it made me be like, okay, well, I'm not an outsider. I can love God and be cool, <laughs> be like a cool person, because I feel like sometimes there's a stigma around like, oh, if you are a Christian, then you're lame, you no one likes you because you're just stuck up but that's really not the truth whenever you find the right friends that are christians mm -hmm. yeah and i think too going off of what you just said um that's the dif that's kind of the difference between friends who are godly and are believers in jesus because more more most likely than not they also are trying to strive for putting jesus and god to be their number one, which if they're doing that, then they're gonna try their best not to rely on other people to make them happy. And if you're surrounding yourself with people who are also like that, it's gonna be so much more helpful than surrounding yourself with, you know, people who are doing the wrong, making the wrong decisions, like like not, maybe not a believer at all. And, and it's really hard to connect with people, I think, think um, when you don't connect with them and the fact that you're trying to make God, you're number one. <laughs> I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense, but um, I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, if you're hanging out with people who also have that same goal in mind, that, and like, I, I hate to say happy because again, like, God doesn't promise us happiness. Like, that's not mm -hmm. something that he tells us that we're going to have, but it does help us be more holy and at peace whenever we surround ourselves with people who are also like that. Yeah, I actually had this conversation with a friend yesterday and we were talking about how it's really tough to be um, where we are in life without having other people there in the same boat uh, not necessarily like in the same career path or in the same like step in life but with how we believe and how we want to put Jesus in the center of it and we want to um, find other friends that are going to lift us up and be there for advice with that um, it's just really hard to find that because you want to take your advice and you want to take um, the friends with you that are having the same morals as you so that they actually keep you accountable with it um, And it's hard to find that in life. So how do you guys look for your friends like that? Well, I've always heard that you're the average of your top five friends and that is something that Changed my life the first time I ever heard it because I was thinking about my top five friends what they do and Then I realized that I was the average of them and that really really hurt because I wasn't with a good group of people at all. And looking back on that, I wish I could have told myself, hey, it's okay to let some people go if it's gonna better you, if it's gonna strengthen that relationship that you have with God. It's okay to be like, 
for me right now, we just can't be friends anymore right now. So. After hearing what Emma said, I, um, I've never heard the phrase, you're the average of your top five friends. And that kind of just changed my perspective like just now because like I always try to put my friends like happiness and like make sure that they're okay before I kind of think about myself. And I put God and Jesus before myself also. And then after hearing that, it kind of just made me think maybe I should like consider myself a little bit more than just what I normally do. I feel like being our age right now, it's hard to find those friends that are going to not necessarily put you first, but put you more to the top of their list of people that they care about. And I personally find myself struggling with that, but then I think that Jesus, he's my number one friend. He's the person that is always there for me, that's always going to love me and make me happy. Yeah, I had never heard that phrase either, and that, that oh my gosh, all the friends that I had to either get rid of or uh, don't really talk too much anymore, that makes so much sense. Like, hearing that phrase, because I always knew, like, oh, it's for the better. It's for, and that's what I just kept telling myself, because like, I'm getting better with God. But that phrase really changed my outlook on it, and that happened years ago. Like, it didn't even happen recently. So that was really good. Yeah, too, I think it's important, too, because sometimes we also try to um, feel like it's, our responsibility to make other people happy but at the same time um, we also it's, it's almost like taking your own advice it's like we're sitting here being like oh we shouldn't rely on other people to make us happy obviously right but then we're all over here being like oh well, we have to make them happy too <laughs> right which is kind of um, doesn't even make sense yeah so I'm thinking to myself you know if I'm not happy with something in my life it's not really another person's responsibility to make me feel happy right and the same goes in reverse it's not my responsibility to make someone else happy somebody this is going to sound like a really cliche phrase but like someone and we've talked about this before in a you matter class um somebody else's response to something that you've done is their responsibility so their response is their responsibility. That sounds really like, like such a funny phrase to say. It's so typical. But um, whenever I hear that, I'm like, so I hear a lot of people and they'll be like, oh, well, I did this and I'm upset because so-and-so did this to me. But it's like, or I said this rude thing to this person because blah, 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 someone said this about me. And the truth is, is you don't really, it was still your fault that you responded that way. So the way that I think is it's not, my responsibility to make somebody else happy obviously we have to be like nice people that's not it's not to like be like oh you can do whatever you want but the point of what i'm saying is that our response to anything that happens is literally our responsibility and nobody else's which is why we can't like put that reliance on other people to make us happy we really can only find that fulfillment from jesus and i like to say fulfillment more so than happiness because you can feel, be fulfilled with Jesus and feel at peace in this joy of knowing that you're going to be with him eternally, even if your circumstance is making you sad. So. Yeah. I, uh, this is going to be so hypocritical, but all of us at this table, um, just like Maddie said, we all like to put like other people before ourselves and we like to make sure that they're all happy. Um, and just like Alex said, it is it goes both ways. Like we can't put our happiness in them and they can't put their happiness in us. We do have to be nice and everything, but we can't do that. Um, and it's really hypocritical because we're saying that and I know I've seen all of you guys do that just being your coach and I know that me and Alex do it just from being in everyday life with each other. 
Um, so what is your guys's like thoughts on how to um, still be nice to everyone, but not necessarily put them to be so above you? Um, I feel like a lot of times, um, if you have a friend or someone that you don't necessarily agree with all the things that they agree with spiritually, um, a lot of times it's just good to be a good influence rather than a, like a best friend. Like you can still talk to that person, but you might want to kind of reassess your relationship if you're pouring more of yourself out to them than they're giving back to you because it needs to be a healthy relationship. It doesn't, it's not a one-way street. It just isn't. Friendships go both ways and that is something so many people want to be like, oh, well, I'm just trying to be a good influence to better them in the future. That's great, but you also have to look at it, look at yourself more because like you were saying, we all like to put ourselves above other, above other people um, and that's a really hard struggle to understand like, hey, you need to think about yourself a little bit. I had a friend several years ago that she had really bad anxiety and depression, and I love helping people with that, but it got to a point that that was every day, and it started to affect me emotionally. I was like, I can't do this by myself, keeping her up, making her happy. So it's okay to go to get help to help other people, but it can't be to a certain point that you're bringing yourself down, that hey, I have anxiety, I have depression. You can't think like that, because I don't. I'm not feeling that way, but when you hang around people that feel that way, you're gonna make it so in your life. I also had a friend who was um, like severely depressed and she had a lot of anxiety, and I tried to help her through it, and like I've never like experienced it, because I try to tend, tend to be like a happy person and like, like give off a happy aura and stuff. But after a while of trying to help her through it, she kept, like, that just kept on, like, bringing me down, too. And it was just, like, really hard. And then they kind of felt like I was starting to become the things that she was. And then I, like, slowly kind of drifted away from her. Like, not to be rude, but just to, like, make sure that I was okay and in a good position. My principal, he's actually a psychologist. And he has talked to us a lot about going to see a therapist. And a lot of Christians, and I didn't know this until recently, a lot of Christians believe that going to see a therapist is bad because you should pour everything out to God. And that's true, you should. But God appoints certain people in your life to be a therapist. God appoints people to be therapists. He gives them that gift. So you need to understand that it's okay to be like, to ask someone, hey, can I go see a therapist? Or just go see a therapist. Because for a lot of people, that really, really helps their mental struggles just to talk to someone that you know will keep everything confidential between you and that person. It helps a lot too if they're a Christian therapist because I went to one back mm -hmm. in Texas and it wasn't just somebody who I was talking like my struggles and my feelings about uh, or with, but it was also I would talk to God about it and then I would go to her and she would tell me how I can um, like hear his answer back and how I can also just um, how I can rely on him even more if because if I wasn't seeming like I was enough 
Um, and like she would take scripture and be like, this is what the scripture says with this. Let's focus on that. Here's your safe words. Let's go over it. And it was really nice because she had the same beliefs as me and she knew what I wanted my relationship with God to be and how I wanted my self-esteem to get. So like she used all of that together. It's just really nice to have like a Christian therapist with you. I will say there's a huge difference between going to a Christian counselor or therapist than a non-Christian counselor or therapist. I I've, I've always been one of those people where I'm like, therapy's good. I, I think mm -hmm. that it gets a bad reputation for some reason, but I think you can be completely emotionally healthy and go. But I will say I've had experiences with different ones, and they weren't like bad, but you can see where the values lie and where the difference is. And like some therapists, I feel like they just kind of try to make you, it's all about you, right? But a Christian therapist or psychologist, whatever you want to say, um, they kind of make it more about, God, right? Like, who does God actually want you to be? Which there's, this is just a huge difference, like, going off of what mm -hmm. you said. But I also wanted to add on what you guys said about the uh, friends and, like, how you were trying to be there for your friends and, like, make them happy. Um, so just kind of going off of that, this is something that it took me probably until college to figure out. But sometimes, like, God places us in people's lives to, and like what she was saying, influence influence them in that particular season. And our only job is to plant the seed. And after that, there's not much more you can do. God gives us that role in that time to plant the seeds in those people's lives, show them what it means to be a good influence, to be a good a Christian, a believer, a follower of Christ. But sometimes we don't always get to see the outcome because we might not know them whenever it happens. So it's more of like giving it to God, giving it to the Holy Spirit to work because we ourselves cannot change somebody else's spiritual journey. So, yeah. Um, I do want to say that everything y'all are saying, I don't know about you, Alex, but it's bringing me to back to when I was their exact age and going mm -hmm. through everything. So like anyone who's watching this or even you guys, Talk to your mentors, talk to your teachers, talk to your parents, talk to siblings that are older than you, anything like that, because all of these things are bringing up all these like lessons that I learned and that I could help all of you guys with, or if you guys who are listening have people to do that. Even if you're 40 years old, you probably have someone that you can go to um, to talk about all that stuff with, and it's really nice. Um, just like Alex was saying about being a good influence that one of the girls was saying earlier, I went through this whole thing about how I thought that I had to be me being a good influence was being in their life every day, hanging out with them, um, helping them do things, like all of that stuff. But it, it, in reality, just like they were saying, it was pulling me more down. Um, and I couldn't figure out why. And it was because instead of being a good influence, I was, um, I was going to be the light in their life or whatever, when really Jesus should be that. Um, rather than me just being like, oh, this is what I'm doing. Let me just give you some encouraging words and keep going about my day. Um, so do you guys struggle with any of that or have anything to add? Um, like what Miss Alex said, um, I'm going to add on to a little bit of this, but she was saying that God places certain people in your lives at the right time, and he really does. And I'd always heard that phrase, never really fully, I guess, believed it, just because it, I hadn't quite experienced that yet. Um, and then... A few years back, we were about to move houses, and my sister actually got a new boyfriend. And her dad, well, his dad, was the pastor of a church. Um, we had never been, and I had not been really deep struggling with anything at that point, but I was getting into a bad friend group, been introduced to some people that was not great. 
But um, just going to that new church at that time helped me so much. And I really do think that God placed that family in our lives at the right time because going to see them, it was kind of like a weight lifted off my shoulders. They were they're a Christian family, they're really amazing people, and it was really nice to be able to surround my family with people like that. And it just it just felt good to know that I was hanging out with some of the right people who could help me. I'm also gonna go off of what Miss Alex said and a little bit of what off of Emma said, that God places people at the specific times in your life and like um, as a freshman in high school, I'm kind of experiencing like the stress of like, oh, am I going to get a good grade? And then like I've made some really good friends over the past few months of just like me and my friends. We used to FaceTime all the time and do our homework together. And then on the weekends, we go and like see a movie and roller skate and just hang out and like actually take a break. And like they just like make me made me so much happier in like my life now. Um, so going off of like kind of the whole thing of like not relying on others to make us happy, um, I've, I've been like in my mind combining it like the word happy and like holy sort of because to me I feel like real joy comes from the fulfillment of Jesus, not my like current emotions. But um, one thing too, kind of going off of what we've just been talking about this whole time, and I know we've both experienced this by leaving states with people who are really close to us, friends and family, for only what seems like a short period of time, and then you go back and visit, and they have changed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and you think, and, I, and it's just one of those things where I have to keep telling myself, it's, it goes both ways, okay? It's not my responsibility to make somebody else have a good relationship with Christ. It's not their responsibility to make me also have a good relationship and fulfilling relationship with Christ. Um, and so it's honestly kind of a hard pill to swallow, especially whenever it's people that you've known for like ever. Um, yeah, just, I don't know if anybody else has had that happen, but where you kind of feel responsible in a sense, like, oh, well, if I had stayed, then it would be different. But really the truth is, is that it's not about that, right? It's, it's their journey, their spiritual journey. I can just be there for an influence, right? Like I can't change their whole life. One of my friends who has gone through a lot and is still going through a lot, she actually switched schools um, two years ago. And I remember at that point in time, I was really worried about her because I wasn't gonna be able to see her and make sure she was okay every day because I, I know where she comes from and it's, it's not pretty. So I, I felt responsible in a way to help her. And I feel like you should help others. You definitely should. You should do your best to help everyone. But it's not your full responsibility to make their lives better because you just can't. There's no way that you, just you, can change like a person's life completely. And that was something that was difficult for me. It definitely was. Yeah, going off of that, I am somebody who all I care about is relationships. Not like boyfriend, girlfriend, but like relationships with my friends, relationships with my family, relationships with God. Like that's, I focus on that and I care about that. And it was really tough for me to, cause I was also the happy friend. Like that was my role. I was the bubbly person who didn't really have problems. I had a ton of them. I just didn't let anyone know anything like that. And I would see my friends every single day because I was focused on their problems and I would help them through that. Um, so I was trying to get happiness 
from helping them, so I was relying on them for happiness, but I was also trying to give them happiness by being that person for them. And uh, one day, this has actually happened a few times, so I'm saying one day like it's only been once, but um, one time uh, they just stopped talking to me or I didn't have any friends or instead of seeing them every single day, I hadn't seen them in two months um, or something like that. And it kind of had me sit back and I was, I had to sit with my own emotions and I had to sit and be sad, I had to be depressed. And finally I was like, okay, I'm just gonna pick up the Bible. Like I have nothing else to do. What am I gonna do, sit on my phone all day? Like that's boring. And so I picked up the Bible and started reading it. And that's when I realized that like, sometimes you don't realize that God is all you need until God is all you got. And that's where you get your happiness from. You get your happiness from God. You can hang out with all your friends every day as long as you have your time with God and you're still putting your happiness in him and not them. Um, yeah. This is actually a little bit of a new topic, but it still is going along with this. A lot of times we feel like we need to change either our appearance to be like someone else or feel like someone else. Um, we feel like the physical aspects are going to make us feel happier, and maybe for a short amount of time they will, but eventually it will fade out because the physical, tangible things, it's only here for a certain amount of time because the earth is our playground. We're only here for a while as a Christian. So while we're here, we need to help grow God's kingdom as much as we can. And one verse that kind of goes along with knowing that you are the way that God made you for a reason is Ephesians 2.10, and it says, you are God's masterpiece. The creator of the world made you in his image. He wants you to feel beautiful because you are. He made you that way for a reason, and he wants you to be confident in the way that you are because you're his masterpiece. You're so important to him. Um, I'm a type 1 diabetic. I've had it since I was two years old, and I've always, I never thought about it when I was younger. I never thought that this could have stopped me because I was a little kid. It did, I didn't think about it. But I got into third grade, and there's this one student that told me that I wasn't good enough because I couldn't do everything that other kids could do. And it made me really sick to my stomach thinking, is this what people think of me? And I got home, and I told my mom what she had said, and she said, that's not true. Just because you can't do it right that second doesn't mean you're not going to do it later. And she told me, you need to stay away from that person that made you feel like you're not good enough for the world. You're not good enough to be alive. And even at in the third grade, I was young. I That really, really sunk into my skin thinking whenever I think I'm not enough because I can't do that, I think, wait a minute, God made me this way. He made me a diabetic. He made me this person. Why am I upset about who I am if he made me this way? Maybe he wants me to do something. Maybe he wants me to help people. So I, that's just something that I want to share. One thing that my mom has always said to me ever since I can remember was um, the moment that God decided to have you was at the moment he decided that the world couldn't live without you. And that's always kind of stuck with me. And like it, as a child, like it kind of didn't mean anything until like I finally like fully experienced it because like I could totally like see like how I was influencing like those around me and um I was I wasn't like a popular kid but I was more of like I could influence people and like making the right choices and like bettering themselves and that kind of just made me feel like I was making a difference around those around me 
Yeah, I think that that's like a really, like whenever you're saying like God made us this way, like he put us on this earth for a reason. I also link, I feel like everything kind of links together in a way. I, I link that back to the whole thing where it's like, we are only going to find true fulfillment by doing what God has called us to do, what God has placed us on the planet to do. Um, so like for you, his, his calling could be so many things, but only you could do it, right? And you'll find your fulfillment and your path as you keep going through life. And you will look back and you will think, oh, this couldn't have happened if I wasn't made this way at this exact point in time, right? And so that happiness or fulfillment or holiness that you're getting is you're going to feel it when you're doing what God has called you to do. And the same thing goes for just like anything, like anything going on. Like you will only find that fullness. I don't know a good way to explain it. Like that fullness in your heart when you're doing what God wants you to do. Otherwise, it just is empty. You could be working a job, making lots of money, um, but you're still, and, and you could be happy even. Like, you know, you could even be like, you know what, I'm, I'm content, right? But you're not full feeling. Does that does that make any sense? Like, um, yeah. Because I've had that experience. <laughs> Going off of what Alex said, I know a lot of people that blame God for a lot of things rather than seeing what he's doing in your life. Um, and seeing that he is going to make you happy, you're just having like either grieving or um, you're just depressed about what's going on, whether it's your friends aren't talking to you or there's a death in the family um, or something that's like even major that's just a big thing that I'm not even naming right now. A lot of people put all of the blame on God, but just like Alex was saying, you're, you take that, what God put in your life, and you're the only person that you're not the only person that experienced that, but you experienced it in your own way, and you can go out and help other people find mm -hmm. God and find how God made you happy through that. Um, because in reality, God's waiting with his arms open to come and grab you and have you come to him for your happiness and to come to him to um, like release all of your burdens so that he can help equip you to go and make other disciples for him. So this Bible verse, it's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. So whenever I think lean not on your own understanding, that this is the, oh, I don't know how, which version this is, but you guys know, yeah, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Um, so whenever I think lean not on your own understanding, the way that I cope with like this whole thing where it's like if things happen and we don't understand why things are the way they are, I think the God who created the whole universe made it this way for a reason, and I cannot even understand myself. So that's why it says lean not on your own understanding, right? The understanding, whenever I think of that, I think sometimes you're just not going to understand immediately. But here's what I think, too. I think if Jesus Christ, a perfect human who was committed no sins at all, gets down on his knees and says, Father, please don't make me get crucified. I don't want to have to do this. If I can do it another way, please let that happen. And God says, I'm sorry, this is just, this is the way that it has to be. And I'm thinking, so then who am I to think that I'm exempt from suffering or life circumstances that are hard, even whenever Jesus Christ himself gets down and says, Lord, please take this away from me. And he says, but this, this is, this is just how it has to be. I think God is all-knowing, okay? I have to just trust in whatever it is that he's placed in our lives, right? My mom has always had, like, a very influential, like, mindset in my life. 
And another thing that she always said was, everything happens for a reason, and no matter what, you'll get through it. And that kind of also helped me through, like, anything that I've gone through with my life. Just, like, no matter if it happens, God will be there, and he'll help you through it. Um, what you were saying earlier about um, Jesus, if he had just laid there and been like, God, I don't want to get cru- crucified. Earlier today in my Bible class, we were kind of talking about that, um, which I think is kind of cool. Um, so we were talking about that, and in Philippians chapter 2, I think it is, um, Christ, he, it says that he made himself a servant the second he came to earth. He chose to feel the pain that we have on earth. He could have stayed in heaven. God could not make him come back, come to earth. Mm-hmm. He could have stayed, but he chose to save us. He chose to give us life. He chose, he went through all of his pain so we could feel the pleasance of heaven. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, that just goes along with the whole thing. That, um, sometimes when things in life don't make sense we have to think to ourselves okay but the all-knowing god made it happen right the i i am here at this current time in my life right now this this and this have happened um and even if it wasn't like something that god did maybe it was because of a sin of another human even through sins of other people god still shows his glory and in fact i was reading um i think it was exodus and it was the story of moses and i wrote down it was like uh, well, I, I hardened Pharaoh's heart to not accept me so that I could show my glory even more, right? So I just think, who else is he doing that with, right? Like friends in our lives and um, that kind of thing. I know that was kind of like random, but I just thought of it. <laughs> Do you all have anything else that you want to talk about on relying with friend or re- relying on people to make yourselves happy? All right, so... Before we end this podcast, I just want to say for everyone that's watching and for you guys, um, I know that me and Alex were talking about this um, actually earlier this week, um, but it is just really, really refreshing and amazing to hear people as young as you guys um, talk about all these things because I don't think a lot of parents or adults realize how many things that you guys actually go through. Um, And I think it's really important that and actually it makes me really proud and I think it makes you really proud we talked about that um, that you guys are using your voice and you guys are talking about it so I want to encourage anyone that's watching this to use your voice talk to people about what's going on use your insights you guys have a lot more insights than we expected you guys to have and I know there's other people out there like that too Um, yeah so you want to talk about what the next topic is for next week Um, so the topic for next week is stress from school and stress from COVID I know we all have that yes (laughs) So that'll be a really good topic. Um, Thank you for listening to week two. We're going to close in our prayer. So bow your heads, close your eyes if you're able to. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for allowing us to have another podcast go out to reach whoever you need it to reach, Jesus. Um, We pray that the rest of this week, that the rest of this day, God, that everything just goes smoothly and according to your plan, Jesus. I pray that we're all constantly reminded that you're on the throne and that you're in control, God, and that you're the one that has our happiness, God. We love you. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We have freedom in you. We have joy.